What's going on, Sooner Nation? It's your boy D Mac again, uh, signing in for 10 Thoughts. I know you guys are asking questions around why it's coming around a little later. Guys, I'm going to start posting my 10 Thoughts on Tuesdays and lensing it more towards the upcoming week. Obviously, we saw the game Saturday night. We saw Coach step up and get a phenomenal defensive game plan in place. We saw some questions and concerns with uh, time of possession and how we were addressing our offensive, uh, uh, you know, game plans. But we got the dub. We got the dub. We got the victory. Uh, we're guaranteed a non-losing season. Now we just need to win one more game. So we guarantee ourselves continuing the streak of having consecutive winning seasons. I want to jump into 10 thoughts today, um, obviously addressing what we saw on Saturday night, but also looking forward to tech, right? Thinking about that game, what it means last game of the regular season, heading into the second consecutive year where we're not even in contention for a conference championship, what the outlook looks like. We're getting, we're getting close to the end of the year. And some of these guys, listen, some of these guys got a game or two left in their career, that's it, right? That This game uh, in Lubbock, they played their last time at Owen Field, a last time in, in Gaylord Stadium, the last time, man, in the Palace on the Prairie. And I remember, I remember my last game, my last home game, it's K-State. I played one snap. Man, I'm, I'm out on a concussion. They put me in for uh, on-site return. They had me back there as the onside return man. And, and I remember my last game in uniform. It's OU Texas. And I remember senior night. <clears throat> and by the way, it made me feel good. Hadn't played in over a year. I spent about six months away from the program. Um, and on my senior night, I, I got a I got a nice little ovation from the crowd. I wasn't it wasn't exactly, you know, some of the guys who had played all four seasons, but it felt good to know that the the the, the fans remember me and hopefully I had some impact. Um in my career that helped us become successful. Let's jump into it. 10 thoughts, ladies and gentlemen, obviously starting with our quarterback. There's more questions than answers. I would say sometimes he's Dr. Jekyll. Sometimes he's Mr. Hyde. Sometimes he can't miss. And then, and then he can't complete a pass. Um, but I do still believe there is some level of optimism there. I think he's doing a couple of things, right? And one is good for him and the other is good for the re incoming recruits. The good one for him is next year will be year two in the scheme, in the program. Can't say in the offense because he knows this offense already. But just the level of familiarity, right? That will be there. And I anticipate there will be a level of growth and maturity and, and a little bit more sharpness, right? Kind of coming back as a captain. I don't think I'd ever call him a general. He just doesn't have that DNA as far as I'm concerned. But at least next year being a captain, a guy who they can trust and depend on. The other good thing is he's playing good enough to hopefully keep our consecutive winning seasons intact but he's also playing, leaving enough to be desired to give someone like Jackson Arnold the belief that he can come in and play as a pup. Coming in early, uh, mid-semester or winter semester, early enrollee, he's going to get uh, acclimated with, with Schmitty, get acclimated with college during spring so he can kind of go through those deals. He'll get a chance to play with a semi-bright light in the spring game, just getting him, you know what I'm saying, a chance to see what it feels like to play on that field. It's different, man, when you're playing, you know, the college game versus high school. <clears throat> he's going to get a chance to compete. Listen, he comes in in January. Oh, offseason, Coach Smitty is going to be Jackson against Dylan, right? They're doing sprints. 
They're doing bench press. I'm just telling you, it's going to be competition. And it's going to be very healthy on both sides of the ball. If Dylan is our starter in 2023, it's be going to be because he beat somebody out, not because he was appointed the position. Looking good. Um, looking forward to seeing that happen and, and looking forward to see how Dylan addresses Texas Tech. It's a unique game. By the way, their best defensive player is out, which is good for us, <laughs> but he's a stud. I, to me, he's the guy who I said is the best DN in the conference. Go look him up, man. Number 11, I believe. I want to say he's a transfer from Florida two years ago, but he is a dude. He's an NFL guy. He's probably a first or second round draft pick, but he got injured, and so he's out for this game. Um, we're, we're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna bring some pressure. They're gonna mix up coverages. The beauty is they're not gonna play a ton of man press. They're gonna play off. And so a lot of our scheme stuff should work. Um, but Dylan's gonna, Dylan's gonna dial it up. He's got to make plays and he's got to let, he's got to, he's got to put us in a position where we're in the lead. He's got to let Texas Tech know that offensively we're going to be a factor because if they're watching film, I'm just telling you for, you know, 45 minutes of that game on Saturday, we're terrible. We're absolutely atrocious. And a lot of that falls on him. Running backs. I, I continue to, you know, obviously um, have some, uh, 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 I, I'm a cheerleader of Eric Gray. I think he's played a great season. I, I'm super uh, proud of his development year one, year two. There it is, right? Last year, a lot of people were ho-hum on him. This year, he's probably our most dynamic player on offense uh, with respect to everybody. But, uh, you know, Saturday, he, I feel like there were plays left on the field where we needed first and he was more concerned about getting those chunk plays to keep his hundred yard games intact and competing at the, you know, and I get it. He's a competitor, but there are, there are a couple drives where Eric Gray simply needs to take the momentum the O-line has given him and lean on the defense and pick up the first. And, and there are a couple of times he's, he stopped. He's not necessarily um, losing yards, but he's stopping his feet to make a move and he gets tackled when his feet are stopped and there's no momentum and he falls down. So, um, you know, not his best effort. Definitely played winning football. Definitely had a lot of things happen that, that, that was stud plays. But in the second half, I do got to lay some of the blame at his feet and say as a senior, knowing, uh, you know, the, the self-awareness and game awareness that says, hey, man, we simply need a first or two. That's when you expect a guy like him to step up and make the play. But the puppy, man. Didn't Barnes just look like he had a different burst? Doesn't Barnes look like once he kind of gets his Bambi legs done and he comes back next year, he's going to be a thoroughbred? That dude looks like he's going to be a guy who it's been a while since we had a dominant one. Why we've had the Sermon and Stevenson and, you know, we, we, we've had all these guys kind of running back by committee. It's going to be fun to see if Barnes is going to be the guy who says, hey, I'm kind of the alpha dog. And, and and Eric took that later on this year. But even him, he's always been a one-two punch kind of a guy. Barnes looked like he has the makeup to be an alpha, a true alpha. Uh, the 2001 Quentin Griffin, right? Or, or obviously the Adrian Peterson, right? There are years where a guy just emerges. DeMarco Murray was kind of just the guy after he became and emerged. So we'll see if Barnes has that in him. He had a couple of really good runs. I still want to see him break. I want to see his acceleration in the open field and maybe text the game that that happens. I think that there's the opportunity. Wide receivers, 
Salute to them. Once again, uh, fairly clean game. If your name wasn't Farouk, number three, and right? I talked all good, good about him all year, man, he's got some critical drops. There's a third down flat out on him. Dylan makes a great play, leaks to his right, away from his throwing shoulder, squares up, boom, throws a dart, and we drop it. Trying to catch with our body. I got the breadbasket concept, but catch with your hands, man. You're a receiver, right? Give me that diamond. Catch it. But I still got a lot of love for you. Young Pub, I think he's going to be a stud. He's gonna, He may be the guy next year, seeing what happens with Mims. He might pass up Mims. There's some things he does better than Mims today. There's some things that Mims is obviously more explosive and, and can do that he probably will never be able to do just because he looks like a, a legit four five nine four six uh, one type of guy. And I'm talking about Farouk. He may get that down to a four five five. He could probably train on on you know his the year he comes out and go to somebody in in Florida or Arizona or in L A and get to a four four nine just kind of for the tape. But he's not an explosive player like Mims is, but he does certain things better. I said this uh, the other night, guys, but man, Drake Stoops is the style and type of player you need for championship caliber teams. I don't know him personally, but I do know his dad. Somebody text Drake and let him know, man, if you got another year, come back. You're kind of that secret sauce that people don't really think about, but is necessary to having a championship caliber team. I mean, he's shown it since his his freshman year where he can come in and catch balls in key moments. But man, this year he's catching balls and getting busy. Salute to him for, you know, getting his signature end around once a game, right? Where he gets his 12 yards, 14 yards, but also making the key plays when the opportunities present him. So go look at that, that, um, that wheel. By the way, it's not really a wheel. It's a rub route. He's kind of coming off the line, giving a little juice, and then he just kind of beats the guy outside shoulder. It's not really a fake to the out and then up he doesn't really do that and it's good to see you can just tell he's a guy played a ton of games been in a bunch of big games and it's just the moment's never too big you need more of it puppies we want to see you guys play ball mims i need you to score another touchdown so that barry owes me a steak come on mims uh, Saturday, I'm depending on you, brother, to get it done because I want him to give me my medium rear. I can only eat filet now, so I can't do my bone-in ribeye, but I want my asparagus, cream spinach, a glass of scotch with just a nice large ice cube in it. Ah, can't wait. O-line. Um, for as well as you guys played for a quarter, again, I, I again, I got to pass it. I got to pass the blame, man. I don't know what Levy said to you guys at halftime. I don't know what the expectations were. What I do know, offensive line, is when we just needed you guys to lean and just make alleys, make creases, it didn't happen. That concerns me going into Tech. It concerns me going into Tech because Texas Tech is not going there. There are much more physical Tech than the Techs of yesteryear. Uh, McGuire is a guy, when I got to Cedar Hill, he was leaving and I had a chance to see how he runs a program. He's all about culture. He's all about uh, building leaders and men and doing things the right way and being physical and smarter than your opponent. So we've seen Texas Tech play, you know, solid football this year. And so O-line guys, you know, especially knowing that their best defensive player is out, we got to get a sense of you guys being angry. You just never look angry to me. I've never seen a sense of you guys taking it personal and say, I'm going to move his ass. I don't see it. I see some of the complaints from earlier in the year talking about beating ball. I see the, the scheme working and you guys covering people up and getting a hat on a hat and, and creases for, for, for running backs to go run the daylight. But when te, uh, uh, Oklahoma State brings their safeties in the box in the third and fourth quarter, 
We just need you guys to get the guys you're supposed to get and move their asses out of the way so we can pick up four yards consistently, three yards, four yards, five yards, six yards, break their will, and then we score on a touchdown. You never did it. By the way, that's you. That's your identity this season. That's your identity, right? And going back to the receivers, Texas Tech's corners don't suck. They've got two long guys who are pretty freaking solid players. Right. So we can't afford to have mishaps on the edges and online. We need you guys to play winning football. Willis, again, man, you gave up the ball. We scored 35 and the game's really over. If you don't fumble, obviously the guy put his I think it's his, his helmet on the ball, but you're holding it high here. Right. The new way. To, I don't know if you guys are seeing this, guys, but the way they're telling you to protect the football anymore. It used to be high and tight across your breastplate right here, kind of creating this triangle. Cover the nose, cover the other nose. You cover the under of the ball on your, on, your, on your breast. Now they're teaching like a cross. They're teaching the ball is here, or your hand is here, and then your other hand is here. And the reason is because if people put their hand on or their helmet on the ball when you're doing this, or when you're doing this, it could come out. But if you do the cross, they're saying this elbow blocks the ball from punching out the other way. And so um, I don't know if we're teaching that yet, but definitely something to consider because you have the ball here, and when he hits you, it kind of squirts out the back. That's a play. It's a minus. It's a minus. It's definitely not Mackey. I'll never forget the text. I'll continue to say it. You put the text out there like I saw. You know what I'm saying? It's respect. Obviously, that's my last name. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, ooh, that's respect. Go be that alpha, man. You're a leader in the offense. Trust, respects, and, and wants you to come back and be successful. You, 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 had a, you had a couple catches later on in the game that were definitely uh, helpful. At second quarter, second half, we, we were pretty terrible. Uh, but got, got to speak to that. And obviously we have no depth because, you know, you guys are hearing what's, what's happening. We, we got to figure out how to keep guys, you know, uh, eligible and, and not suspended, right? You put yourself in that position. Nobody can really advocate for that scenario, man. Hopefully, uh, young blood takes care of himself and gets this thing worked out and squared away. I wish him nothing but the best, but man, we can't even speak about you because you're suspended from the team. Uh, defensively, man, how about this? Defensively, we get to have a lot of positives, right? It's really cool. People are like, man, Mackie, you're so negative, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I'm just telling the truth. When guys play well, I, I'm the biggest cheerleader. When guys play shitty, I'm going to call you shitty. When guys are mediocre, I'm going to say, bruh, it's mid. You think he a guy playing in the NFL? He's mid. Mid means you're somewhere in the middle, mediocre, right? And so starting with the D-line, starting with the D-tackles, um, it's it, it's a, it's a shame that it took us a long time to get here, but I got to tell you, you guys are one of the strengths of the defense. That sounds crazy, right? But the D tackles are one of the strengths. There's four or five guys who know how to do their job. And I would even say in some of the games we weren't very good in, the D tackles were the, some of the guys who would make pressure or get some plays and beat people 1v1. Good to see Coco's the alpha. Redmond, sorry, dog. You're, you're probably the most talented Right, you're probably the most athletic, but Cole's the alpha. Cole is the guy who more often than not is making plays when they're needed, not just you know arbitrarily. But Redmond made two key plays in that game, and I want to shout those out. You got a sack, and and you got a big pressure also in the third quarter. Um, it was interesting because the forty front kicked ass. Right with the thirty front, not so much, except for when we have both backers and the A gaps or the B gaps. It was a little better, but uh, 
no, D tackles, man. Um, you know, we had Kelly playing well. I think he got a sack. Cole obviously got a sack. Redmond's out there handling his business. Uh, 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 Big Johnson. Those guys did a great job of stuffing the run, changing the line of scrimmage, and always putting Sanders in a position where he wasn't comfortable. He just didn't look comfortable. Part of that was scheme, switching from 30 to 40 and then having the double backers up in the A-gaps. Um, just changing the front never gave Sanders a, a level of consistency and comfortability. And uh, the push up the middle definitely had a presence. Uh, DNs, you know, not going to beat you guys up a bunch. You know, just because the defense, I mean, I don't know how many possessions you guys went out there and made plays. By the way, uh, uh, I think uh, Downs had him a sack, I believe. I believe you get credited with a sack Downs. Um, and and, and uh, uh, eight gets him a nice pick on the deflection. You know, the, the DNs came to play. Again, it, it felt good to see the D-line as a whole, as a unit, play winning football. Individual guys step up and make plays. That's the game of football. Yeah, it's 11 v. 11, but more often than not, somebody's got to be a difference maker. And in this game, there were a lot of plays where we could say the D-line as a, as, a, as a tandem, as a group, as a unit, made those plays. Guys made decisions to just beat their guy and get there to the quarterback. Dope. Backers. Better game better game i also think better scheme i believe coaches is, is has watched enough film and probably heard enough from people like me saying right that our our our, our second level backers struggle in space they struggle in space man there's nothing there's you know there's no arguing it it's not being nice or mean it's just it that's, that's what the film bears out salute to coach for putting them all over the place the backers are at four. The backers are at two. The blackers are at line of scrimmage. The backers are in the 30. The backers are in the 40. The backers are the edge defenders. The backers are covering the B-gas. The backers are right spying. There were so many things for DU and stunts to do that Sanders could never just uh, uh, predict where they would be just playing in the next. Second and six, they're here. Third and three, they're there. Something totally different. It was really good to see two going forward a ton. Go back and watch the film, man. DU is, is making plays when he knows and can go forward. A couple of plays, and I called you out on, on the podcast. There's a couple of plays where I'm just flat out, you break rules. And if there's competition and you're not just kind of guaranteed, you know, 70, 80, 90% of the snaps because there is no competition right now, you'd be on the bench. I know for a fact Coach V would not put up with you ducking under a lineman away from the play side. Takes you out of the play, it puts the lineman on somebody else. Somebody else is taking on your man because you duck under the play. That's not good. And it's clean on film. It's clean. We see the, the end zone view, the lineman climbing. You should just be beating his shoulder and, and scraping across his face. You wait. He gets that angle on you and you duck. And he literally puts one hand on you and he's climbing to the next level. That That's losing football. You get your guys killed. You get touchdown scored on you. And it's just something that the film bears out. I happen to see it twice. You got to own it, man. You got to own it. Um, but overall, I don't want that to be the, the, the premise of what we say today. Man, you made plays, stunts made plays. You guys are flying around. You guys don't, there's not a lot of help coming. So it's not like you guys can take a breather and mentally rest. You guys are out there. The gun, the gun is in your hands and the bullets are coming from your trigger. So I respect the fact that you guys showed up last week on Saturday in a, in a rivalry game and played winning football. And I thank you. I thank you for what you did to make sure 
you know, we don't give those guys an opportunity to feel like they deserve to be on a field with us. Our freaking redhead step little baby brother <sighs> talking smack. Salute. Corners. Um, we made some plays at the cornerback position. Man, I like Holden. I kind of like him. 22 kind of gives me a he, he 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 doesn't give you much. By the way, you can beat him. He's gotten beat a couple times and, you know, he might give up the inside sometimes and he's a little light, but he 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 squeezes air a little more than Woody does. Woody was kind of like far and away the best corner when it was nine and then four and some of those other guys. 22 kind of, you know what I'm saying? I, I can't just be like, yeah, Woody's far and away the best corner right now. I don't know. Colton's getting picked on. He's getting interceptions. He, he's driving. He's on receiver's hips. He's getting PBUs. By the way, he tackles solid. Woody tackles very well. But I, I like 22. I hope he gets a chance to come back. I hope he does. Uh, and, and, and in zone, I, I talked about it. You know, we got to be smarter. We just got to be smarter, man. There's some plays we just give it up, and I think it's because we're afraid to get a minus. Sometimes you got to be a ball player. You got to tell your safety, or you got to tell this, the backer, hey, man, carry him a little longer, because I think on this third and six, like the last third and six and the one before that and the one before that, where they run this kind of flood the zone and uh, the corner curls up on the backer so he can't get to the flat, I'm not going to just bail out of there 100 miles an hour. Right, I'm going to kind of settle just a little bit because if they throw the ball, I want to be able to jump it. Safety, if I do that, make sure you cover me on the pump and go. You got my back, you got my back. But somebody have that conversation because Woody, you gave it up all night. And I know coaches are going to hear this maybe, I don't know, and be like, no, nah, Mackie, you're telling them to do. Yeah, but I saw you at Clemson. Vla, I saw you at Bama. Th there's a reason why in key moments your guys are on the hip of the receiver or the in in the intended ball catcher. It's because guys are playing the game within the game, and they're not tendency breaking. They're not breaking their technique. They're using their instincts to make a play on the ball. And we just, you know, we choose not to or don't have it within us or whatever the case may be. We don't do it enough, especially in key downs. And it just continues to build confidence for the other team. And it kind of sucks the confidence away from us. Safeties play well. Uh, when, 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 and by the way, let me go back to the corners. Woody, that was a terrible call. Terrible call. Terrible call on you. That's definitely not a PI. Great coverage by you. I, I, you know, the Big 12 is just trying to stick it to us on our way out. I don't want to make excuses because they called the play and that's how they got the touchdown. But I don't know what else to tell you to do. You did a great job. You turned, you looked back, you didn't grab or tug. I mean, your arm is barely touching him. He's he's just as physical, if not more than you, and yet you get called for the penalty. And then they don't call the hold on their own goal line where they totally hold. Uh I don't know. I don't know if it's Redman or, or Cole, one of those guys, you know, breaking through and it's just a blatant hold and they don't call it. That's the way the game goes. Um Bowman Again, I've been a fan since last year. They're moving you all around. I said last year per his tape, he's a safety. He's a high safety. He's got he's got, you know, the potential to be in a Sunday guy. Love how you jumped in front of that uh that pad. By the way, it should be a touchdown. Somebody busts and you're covering their behind and man, you you jump right in front of that ball and you and then you try to get busy with it. You know what I'm saying? You don't just accept it. I'm gonna get a pick. Let's take this thing to the house. I like seeing that. Key Lawrence, again, by the way, made some good tackles in the run game, man. You know, you're having to fly in there, right, with the backers to support and help. Again, never gave up anything crazy, which was good to see. Boyles is out there again, you know, supporting, doing your thing. Um 
defense, you know, going into tech, man, it's going to be a challenge. They've got two different quarterbacks uh, who are athletic. They can beat you with their, their, their throwing the ball and running the ball. They're, they're, they're going to run a ton of quick game. They're going to run a ton of junk routes. We play a ton of zones. So all of that stuff's going to be on the table. We're not going to be pre-snap taking away a bunch of their their stuff because our primary defense right now is a zone coverage. We will step up and take air out of, out of the plays, which is good. But a lot, not a lot of our DBs really get physical. They don't want to really get physical at the line of scrimmage. Tech sees that on film. Tech's going to try to take advantage of it. They're definitely going to try to take advantage of it. Right. Backers, you guys got to be ready to go. Their running back's pretty nice. He's a good little player. Um, in fact, he's kind of like their their spark plug right when when he can get going and get rolling it gets their offense rolling so they're going to find ways to get on the ball in space which is which for me is a key for us because our backers against anyone in space is is, is generally not a good thing for us and and, and i know that's something that they're going to be uh, vying to take advantage of but last but not least coach v uh man you know year one's coming to an end i i think the the Sooner Nation, by and large, is behind you. Obviously, we're behind you. Alumni, myself, uh, just a lot of people that I were running with. You were a very integral part of this. This is our 20-year reunion hat last year that we got from our natty uh, in 2000. And I think it's important to you, Coach, to make sure a stat, a streak that started while you were here, your first year, 99, Bob Stoops, rookie inaugural season at OU, we keep that winning consecutive seasons intact. Now I know I'm not I'm not naive enough to 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 miss that if we were to lose, we could win the bowl game and still get it. But let's just knock it out Saturday. Let's get it done. Let's figure that thing out. Um, I will say this learning lesson for Saturday. It was not good as a fan to continually watch our offense uh, have 90 second drives in situations where they could be two and a half, three minutes if we simply just run clock. Snapping the ball at 25, 26, 27 seconds consecutively on plays where we got no yardage doesn't help us and it definitely helps them. It's probably two separate possessions. Like I said to, with, with the Barry, they pumped the ball with three minutes left down two possessions. There's no way in heaven they do that if they think we have the opportunity to, to, to keep the ball just for two minutes. Just two minutes, but they know how fast and warp speed we're going. If they get a three and out, maybe a minute goes off the clock and a minute went off the clock. Um, Coach, we're behind you. Let's get this game one. Salute to you guys for creating the momentum with recruiting. It was good to see we get two two recruits in the bag. I think uh, Sanders from Cali and then Wine, I believe, from Tennessee. By the way, both players on a defensive line where we definitely need more depth and competition. Um, and going into Saturday, get those boys ready for the Tortillas. Get those boys ready for the batteries. Uh, Texas Tech is going to be a raucous place to play. McGuire called us out at the uh, uh, press day. He said they marked us on a calendar. You need something to get excited about. Those seniors, those captains need something to get excited about. If you guys don't get excited about shedding his ass up. By the way, good dude. I love him to death. I don't love him to death, but I respect him highly. Don't you ever talk about me and my team. If I'm a senior, if I'm an upperclassman, if I'm a captain, I'm calling all the captains out. Twofold. 
twofold, Coach V. Two, twofold. Number one, it should be important to them to make sure we maintain our streak. Number two, it should be important to them they let Texas Tech know where they are. Know your place, Texas Tech. Name a school with tech in their name who feel like they should be able to talk about OU like they could bully us. Name one. There ain't no techs in America feeling like they could talk about us like that. Texas Tech. Don't even. That sounds like a place you go to to learn about botany or something. You know what I'm saying? I don't. Okay, maybe you know, maybe science. I don't know, but tech. Texas Tech. We want those guys. We circled them. Are you circled us? You circled this ass whooping. I know Coach is getting the guys ready. I know it. You see all them boys talking about that trophy last week? I didn't even know about no trophy. We didn't play for no trophy when we played OSU. So whatever trophy it was, it was a big deal to them. That's good. He used something to keep them motivated for that week. What's going to be the motivation this week? What's going to be the motivation this week? Um, Closing out, man. We got 10 thoughts coming next week. After that, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what we do in terms of the team. You know what I'm saying? Turning the corner and, and seeing where we're going to be playing in our bowl game. And let's get this thing shut down, finished up. Uh, once again, DMAC, 10 thoughts, checking in with the Sooner Nation.